0: Tuning in to the New Birth Podcast. There's a word of hope for you today, and we are excited for what God is doing here at New Birth. For more information, visit our website, EnvyPlaceOfHope.com. I'm excited. I'm emotional. I'm happy to be here celebrating with you guys today. As Pastor Petri said, we were out on a we are out on an assignment, on a mission. Right? We say assignment, but God can do whatever. Right? Um, But right now it's an assignment, um, and we are excited. God is doing great things in Newport Ritchie. We received your video um, last week when we moved into our new facilities, and we are excited. We are in the heart of a community, a a community that needs Jesus. We're across from three schools, and um, we have a lot of work to do. Um, So we just ask you to continue praying for us um, as we continue the work out there. Um, We continue to enlarge our territory and we're hoping that um, we can make New Birth a um, well-known name in Newport, Richie. Amen? Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time, O God. You receive all the honor. You receive all the glory, Lord. But above all Lord we just pray that you use us oh Father God as a mouthpiece oh Father God to bring you honor and glory oh Father God and that everything that will be shared today oh Father God you will be the center bless us during this time in your name we pray amen Have you ever read a story that has kept you interested from beginning to end to beginning to end Imagine for a minute that book you move on to the second chapter and the pages are blank. Or you get all the way to the end of the book and there's nothing there, You, the anticipation of what the story is about. Today you will hear from three women that will open up the book of their lives and share a story. Whether the story is dramatic or ordinary, what counts is how the story ends. These women have three distinct stories during a time in their lives where the power of God's divine intervention has changed their story. The Bible tells us in Psalms 139, 14, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made, which means that you were created uniquely and God has your story already written.
1: Dear Corey, as I look back, there is so much I would like to tell you, my dear. Most of it you have heard and lived already. And some of those things you are still working on today. Corey, you were abused emotionally and sexually. He was a womanizer, and you were constantly being told he was with someone else. He was also, most of the time, an absent parent and an absent husband. The Lord spared you from physical violence. Thank God for that. Nonetheless, you were the one who made the choice to marry him. The abuse tore at your sense of self-worth, your mental well-being, and even at your spiritual and physical well-being. Don't forget your self-worth. You believed you deserved everything you were facing because of the mistakes that you made. Mental well-being, hmm. You begin to believe all the lies the enemy would whisper in your ear. Lies like you did this to yourself, so now you deal with it. Or lies like his suicide attempt was your fault. Spiritual and physical, you began to doubt that there was a God that loved you. Physical, you were in a state of depression. And didn't even know it. Corey, you need, I need to tell you, that you felt prey to the lies of the enemy. You were victimized by your own violence. You were easy prey to the expectations of others and a victim of your own rebellion. Corey, you made choices totally on your own, leaving behind the counsel of your heavenly Father you intentionally made the choice to marry him. In spite of all that, for 28 years, while living the cycle of rehab home, rehab home with him, you have seen the hand of the Lord your God as he protected, provided, guided, and saved you and even spared your life. You can't continue to believe that you were unintelligent, ugly, and under the punishment and wrath of God. None of it is true. God does not punish. He corrects and chastises those he loves. You thought you were stupid for not believing your ex-husband when he told you that he was not good for you. You thought you were mindless for not seeing through the many lies he told you. You thought you were foolish for not seeing that he was in an intimate relationship with the person you allowed in your house, around your children, as she even took them out. You called yourself dense for choosing him. You were not stupid. You were innocent and blinded by the lies of the enemy There were times you thought you were losing your mind, especially those times when he told you that you were imagining things that were not really there. You lost you when you began to believe that he was right. When he told you, you were not able to give him facts and dates for the things that you saw and for the things that you heard. You began to give up. You began to think you were not worthy of anything better because you were the one who made the choice. Not so, my dear. You were trying to find the love you never got from your earthly parents, your mom and your dad that were not there. Forgetting that there is one that sticks closer than a brother. The one that says that when your mother and your father forsake you, then he will pick you up. You thought you were ugly when you saw the different women trying to get his attention. You didn't realize that they were not after him. They were after the drugs and the money that he could provide. That was innocence. Again, you forgot that you're fearfully and wonderfully made. You are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Thank God you heard the Lord when he asked you to forgive. It has not been easy. It has not been a short journey, but you with the Lord have done well. He has been so good to you, Corey. He has been so kind. You are not where you want to be, but you're surely not where you used to be. Corey. you need to completely forgive yourself for staying in that situation for 28 years. Forgive yourself for choosing him to be the father of your three beautiful children. The word of God says that children are a blessing and a reward. Forgive yourself completely for thinking you would dishonor God and your pastors and your children if you left them. Forgive yourself for believing that your innocence and lack of street smarts was a curse. Your innocence kept you for God. He rescues the weak and the needy you put behind put behind you forever the time you realize he was an alcoholic a womanizer and an addict to crack cocaine choose time and time again to forgive him because god is so good your freedom is now is the result of your choice to forgive and pray for him It's over, my dearest. Peace be unto you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives it, give I to you. Let not your heart be troubled. Neither let it be afraid. And now, Corey, don't ever stop thanking God for sparing your life and that of your children when drug dealers said they would kill you. Don't stop praising him because the past experience had made you see how great your God is, how great your God was, and how great your God will continue to be. Don't ever stop thanking him for your new life in him and a new husband. Don't ever stop telling others how the Lord took you out of welfare to teaching at a college. Thank Him always for the grace that brought you salvation and deliverance. Thank Him because you asked Him to establish you, for you were tired of going from place to place with your children as a nomad. He heard you and settled you for years in one place, in one home, and one job. Thank Him because He is the only God. Able to take your errors, your shortcomings, your missing the mark, your sin, and use it to make you better and a bit more like him. He always has a plan. The word says it clearly, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans for you to prosper and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. Forever love your God and worship him. The price he paid for your salvation is way too great to live this life as an infidel. I am sure of this one thing, that he who began a good work in you, Corey, will be able to complete it at the day of Jesus Christ. Corey, he's never been angry with you. God loves you.
0: Jeremiah twenty nine eleven says, For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. Karina's story endured many years of agony and low self-worth deciding whether to leave or stay in a toxic environment, questioning who, should we, who she was becoming to be. But God came and turned her life around, and today she can say that had it not, had it not been for the plan God had for her life, she wouldn't be able to share her story today.
2: Dear Frances, I hope this letter finds you well. The purpose of this is because I would like to talk to you for a little bit about a few things that you might be going through right now and wondering will it get any better well this letter is intended to answer any questions you might have i first want st- i want you to know that i understand exactly what you're going through in regards to your dad i know how important it is to you the love the affection and the protection of your dad especially in your teen years you might not understand how he is that it is that he is physically here with you but at the same time, it's as if he wasn't. No good morning kisses, no how was your day at school, no random hugs or kisses, and as far as you can remember, not a single I love you. I know how much you desire that hug, that kiss, or that look or acknowledgement from dad. Just yesterday, you brought him your grades, and finally they're good, and instead of a hug, and a good job, my baby girl. That's what exactly you were expecting, he said. Let's go to the mall and buy you something to celebrate. I get how you feel, like, man, why is it that this time, his time and affection, he always substitutes it for material things? He doesn't have the time to talk to you because he's too busy working. There's a song from Rihanna that says, work, 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 you'll hear it in a few years. And that is all you hear from him. There's times that you wish he was one of his clients so you could at least have a small conversation with him or have his attention for three minutes. All you hear is I work hard for you guys and you deep down you're saying if you only knew I'd rather have one pair of shoes than spend an afternoon with you eating ice cream or teaching me how to ride my bike. You get that he works hard so you don't like anything like he did when he grew up but only if he knew that material things don't mean anything to you compared to what you really need and want from dad, which is his love and his attention. I remember you gave him a small handmade gift that said, Dad, please give me a little bit of your time. You saw this at a fair, and with your allowance money, you bought it because you thought that this is exactly what you needed to gain his attention. I know you hope that one day that will change, and he will realize that, that love is what you want, that hug, that kiss, those simple I love you, or even a daddy-daughter dance. I totally understand everything that you're going through. Can I share with you what I did? When I was approximately your age, I sat down one day in my room with tears in my eyes because I could not change my dad, and I prayed to God. I said, God, you are my everlasting father. You, more than anybody, knows and sees exactly what my heart feels and what my heart desires. The love of a father, a hug of a father, that manly figure to show me a protection. As years passed by, I learned to understand my dad and take whatever he could give me. But I didn't hurt me as much anymore because I learned to fill that void with God. God will do random things that will fill that emptiness of daddy. Believe me or not, I even prayed to God that I will marry a man that will give me so much love, attention, that will treat me like that princess I've always wanted to be treated like, and give me that protection I grew up without. And today I can say that God's love not only filled that void growing up, but answered my prayer. Today I enjoy the most amazing, loving, attentive husband anyone can ask for. And not only did God give me one male figure in my life, he spoiled me with three handsome boys that treat me like the princess I've always wanted to be in my house. (laughs) Believe me, sweetie. When I say it will get better, God has your back. And even though you might not fully understand what is going on right now in your life, God has a plan and a huge purpose and blessings for your life. Even at this young age, you need to seek him. He is the best father you could ever ask for. And do not forget to pray for your dad. He will, God will surprise you with, you with him in the near future. Love always yourself 20 years later.
0: Psalms 68.5 says, a father to the fatherless. Frances' story struggled with the need of wanting a relationship with her father and an acceptance that as little girls we look for. She desired to run into her father's arms and hear the words, I'm proud of you, or simply, I love you, daughter. But God came in, filled that void with love unlike any other. And today she has an amazing husband and three boys that give her unconditional
3: love. In it. I remember when you were just as tiny as Ezra, your son. You had quite the imagination. You enjoyed playing with dolls and pretended to be a doctor or a teacher. You loved singing, and any opportunity given to you, you'd taken the microphone and would start singing. I remember the microphone being bigger than you. Your smile lightened up any room you entered as as your long, thick braids followed right behind you. You were so innocent and your thoughts were pure. Unfortunately, little did you know that at the tender age of seven, your innocence would be shattered by sexual abuse from someone who your parents thought was trustworthy. Your abuse was on and off for several years until you were about 11 or 12 years old. Your abuser created fear in you by saying, don't tell your mom because you will get in trouble. You know she will hit you. You know she will blame you. This is our secret. Don't ever tell anyone, or you will get in trouble. These words would echo in your head. Remember the guilt and shame that you felt each time you were bribed into, keeping the secret. You felt dirty and damaged. Remember the many times you tried to tell your parents about the abuse, but fear, oh, that fear. That fear paralyzed you, feelings of worthlessness, anger, confusion, depression, and lack of trust took precedence in your soul. Rebellion became your friend. You started to engage in a self-destructive path. You wanted no rules and no restraints. You wanted to feel in control of you. You wanted to find yourself and create a new you because the you that you knew was damaged, was dirty, felt worthless, unworthy, rejected, and unloved. Rebellion narrowed your eyes to the attention given to you by a young man who had charm and swag. Remember that saying, the devil wears Prada? Well, that became literal. You were charmed with sweet talks and given the attention that you thought you wanted. That relationship was toxic all over it. But you were so blinded by rebellion that you couldn't see it. The relationship went from peaches and roses to thorns and prickles in a matter of months. By the time you realized it, you were, again, a victim. A victim of physical, emotional, and psychological abuse. So much so that your life was almost taken on three different occasions from your so-called boyfriend. This relationship led to other horrific events. Events such as being kidnapped for hours and brutally raped, barely being able to escape Events that led you from one bad relationship to the next. Events that almost took the life of your firstborn princess. Such events broke you into pieces. Pieces of you that you never thought you could recover and thought you lost them forever. But God, God knew where you left those pieces of you. Just as you thought you had lost yourself, he knew where to find you. He reintroduced you to his love. He picked up all your pieces and put you back together. He became the defender of your heart. You became the clay and he the potter. He renewed your mind. He operated your heart and he gave you beauty for ashes. You fellowshiped with him and he walked alongside you through your healing process. His presence became your safety net. Justice prevailed on your behalf as he set a six-course meal in the presence of your enemies. I definitely couldn't see it then, but now I can see it. He pulled me out. He gave me courage. He made me brave to tell my story.
0: Isaiah 41.10 says, Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Janet's story was filled with years of rebellion, confusion, and anger. She endured many traumatic experiences that could have ended her life. But God came in and transformed her and put her back together just when she thought she had lost it. And today, she sings with our worship team, giving glory to God. The common factor between these three stories is brokenness. And when we look at the Bible, we see brokenness through a man named Jesus. In Matthew 1 it says that Jesus came to save his people from their sin. God loves you so much that he would die for you. He offers forgiveness, healing, peace, grace, mercy, power, strength, and love, just to name a few. John three sixteen says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only son to die for us so that no one would perish. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world. There's no better gift that you can receive on a Mother's Day than to give your life to Jesus, to know that you have been forgiven and that you are 100% loved just the way you are. As I close, All moms received an orange pen with white lettering. If you're not a mom, find one somewhere. The pen was invented for the use of writing. And perhaps you use it to sign legal documents, write your grocery list, or use it today to write your offering check. The point is that in order for it to function, it has to be in your hand. Our story has already been written by Jesus. And it was sealed with his blood. So today, I challenge you to tell and write. We hope this message has inspired you. As a place of hope, our church is committed to reach our community. If you'd like more information about New Birth, visit our website at nbplaceofhope.com.